Shalom to all. Today's office time stuff, Chaf Aleph. We are starting the top line, the second to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Misha, Hernisham should have an olio. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka Basar Meir Zev, Hernisham should have an olio. And we've been learning about dilapidated buildings and unstable walls, and we're going to continue with that. The Gemara says, Elfa Rabbi Yechanan Havagarsi by Raisa, Elfa Rabbi Yechanan, they would learn Tyra. The Chikilu Milsa Tuva, it was very difficult for them. They didn't have any money. Army, they said, Nakim Venezel Venavid Isko, let's go up, let's go do business, Vinikaim Venafshin, and let's fulfill within ourselves the Pusak that says, Ephes but among you there will be no poor. Azlu, they got up and they were journeying along the way to go do some business. So they sat down by a shaky wall. They didn't realize it was unstable. They were sitting and eating bread. Two malachim came. Rabbi heard one of them telling his friend, Let's push this wall onto them and kill them. Because they're leaving the pursuit of which is learning Tyra, and they're getting involved in which is something that's temporary. They just want to make a little bit of money. So the other malach told his friend, Let's leave them alone. There is one that the hour is good for him, and meaning he's going to become a Talmud Chacham. Rabbi Yechanan Shama Ilfa Shama. Rabbi Yechanan heard these Malachim talking, but Ilfa didn't hear them. Amar Le Rabbi Yechanan Ilfa. Rabbi Yechanan asked Ilfa. Shama Mar Midi, did you hear something? Amar Le Loi, I didn't hear anything. Amar Sir Rabbi Yechanan told himself, Midi Shami Anah. From the fact that I heard Ve'Ilfa Loi Shama and Ilfa didn't hear, Shma Mina Le Didi Kaim Le It must be that the time is ripe for me. I should go back and learn. Amar Le Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan told him, Ahader, I'm going to go back Ve'Ukev and Avshai, and I'm going to establish within myself the pasuk. For the poor will never cease from the land, and I'll just remain poor and learn Tyra. Rabbi Yechon went back to Yeshiva. Ilfa did not. He went to go do business. By the time Ilfa came back from his business trip, Rabbi Yechon was appointed king. What does that mean he was appointed king? He was made into the Rosh Yeshiva, and they would make the Rosh Yeshiva great and give him a lot of wealth. They told Ilfa, If you would have come back and learned, then they wouldn't have appointed Rabbi Yechon Rosh Yeshiva because he would have been greater than him. And they were kind of suspecting that Ilfa forgot his learning and he didn't learn properly, even though he went to go do business. Azal Ilfa went, he hung himself on the mast of the ship, all the way at the top of the ship. Amr, he said, If someone's able to ask me from a brice of Rabbi and Rabbi Shai, these are brices that have been checked out and we know that they're true and valid. And I can't bring a Mariah from a Mishnah. I'm going to let myself fall from the mast of the ship and I'm going to drown. So also, Husab, a certain elderly man came, he taught him the following brice. If a person's on his deathbed and he says, Give a shekel to my children per week. But they really need a sella. A shekel's not enough. Nice lahem sella, so we're allowed to give them a sella. But Vim Amar, if he says, I'll shekel, only give them a shekel. So he stipulated very clearly that they're only supposed to get one shekel. A nice shekel, you only give them a shekel. Now, Im Amar, if this person sat on his deathbed, Mesu, if they die, meaning if my Yarshim dies, then Yarshachem Tachem, other people should Yarshin the rest of the money. So Bain Shamar Tenu, Bain Shamar Al Tenu, it doesn't make a difference what Lushan he used when he said that they should receive a shekel. A nice lahem shekel, he should only give them a shekel. So this Saba, this elderly person was asking him, so what's the source for this in a Mishnah? Amar Leh. So Ilfa told him, Hamani Rameir. He, that's Rameir. The Amar, he says, Mitzvah L'Kaim Divri Hamais, that it's a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the mace. Even though these current Yarshim need more than a shekel per week, since the mace clearly wants others to benefit from his Yerusha, we must enable that to happen by limiting the funds we give the current Yarshim. But we see from here that Ilfa still retained his Torah learning even though he went out to business. And more about dilapidated houses. Amru Alva Nachamishgamsu, they said about Nachamishgamsu, Shahayasum Mishte Enov, he was blind in both eyes, Gidim Mishte Yadov, he had both hands amputated, Kita Mishte Raglov, both of his feet were amputated. And his entire body was full of boils. He was in this dilapidated, shaky house. And the feet of his bed were placed in buckets of water. So the ants can't climb up his bed and climb onto him. Because if they climbed on him, he wouldn't be able to remove them because he doesn't have hands. One time, his Talmudim wanted to take his bed out of the house. And then take all the stuff out of the house. He told him, My sons, first take out everything. And then take out my bed. 
Lechem because you're guaranteed. If I'm in the house, ain't a bias knife, then the house is not going to fall. So Pinus Akalim, first they took out everything from the house, then they took out his bed, and then the house fell down. And now we're going to learn more about Nachimish Gamzu. Amrulai Talmidav is Talmidim asked him, Rebbe, why did this happen to you? Amrulai told him, I caused it to happen to myself. One time I was going along the way, I was on the way to my father in law. I had three donkeys with me. One had food, one had drink, and the other was full of delicacies. A certain poor person came along the way. The Amrlani told me, Rebbe, pardon give me some food. I told him, wait a minute, until I can take food off the donkey. I didn't have time to take it off. He died. I went and I fell on his face. And I said, My eyes that didn't have compassion on yours, they should become blinded. My hands that did not have compassion on yours shall be cut off. And my feet that didn't have compassion on your feet, they should be cut off. And I wasn't able to calm down until I said, My entire body should be full of boils. They told him, want us that we've seen you in such a state. Amrulami told him, want to me if you wouldn't have seen me like this. And we've already mentioned previously that it's better for Sadiqim to get punished for even the slightest infraction in this world so they could go up to Shemaim and not have to give Din Vichajbin and they could go straight to Gan Eden. And now we're continuing about Nachim Ishgamzu. Why do we attach this name, Ish Gamzu? Anything that happened to him, Amr, he said, Gamzu Lutaiva. Zimnachadu one time, Bolish Duri Yisrael Darn Lebe Kesar. Klai Yisrael wanted to send a present to the Caesar. Amr, they said, Man Yezel, who could bring this present? Yezel Nachim Ish Gamzu, he should take it. Dimulamid Benisim, who, because he's used to having Nisim happen to him. Shadur Biyade, they sent with him a Malay sifted Avonim Tavis Margalias, a chest full of precious gems and pearls. Also, Basbahudira, he slept in a certain dwelling, but Lila, in the middle of the night, Kamu Hanach the people that were living there got up, Shaklinul Sifte, and they took everything that was in his chest, Dimulanu Afra, and they filled it with dirt. Kimata Hassan, when he got to the Caesar's palace, Sharinul Sifte, so they opened up this chest, Chazinu Dimulu Afra, they saw it was full of dirt, Baum Malkam Mektilinul Akulu, the king wanted to kill all the Jews. Amr, he said, the Jews are just mocking me by giving me a chest full of dirt. So Amr, what did he say? Gamzulutaiva. And Asa Elyo, Elyo Anavi came, Idmi like a he dressed up like one of them, he made himself look like a Roman officer. Amrle, so Elyo Anavi told the Caesar, perhaps this dirt is actually from Avram, their forefather. Tehihava Shadi Afra, when he used to throw dirt at his enemies, Hava Saifi would turn into swords, and Gili, if he would throw straw at them, Hava Giri would turn into arrows. The Pasuk says, Yitain Kafar Kharbai, he made his sword like dirt, Kekash Nidav Kashtai, his bow like straw blown by the wind. So Medinta, there was a certain country, that the Romans weren't able to conquer. Badkumine, they checked this dirt against his country, Vikavshua, and they actually were able to conquer it. They were so happy with this wonderful gift. Ailube Ginze, they brought him into the king's storage house, and they filled this chest with precious gems and pearls, and they sent him off with great honor. When he came back to that original dwelling that he was at, that really had messed him over and filled his chest with dirt, Amrulay, they asked him, Am I Isis What did you bring with you that they are giving you so much honor? Amrulahu, he told them, Whatever I took from here, Amti Lahasam, I brought over there. They knocked down their dira, they knocked down their dwelling, and they brought the whole thing to the king's house. They brought all the dirt there. Amrulay, they told him, Hi, Afra, the Isi Hachamididanhu. That dirt that he brought over here, it actually comes from us. But they checked out the dirt to see if it was miraculous, and they found that it was just regular old dirt, and they killed all the people of that dwelling. What's considered a plague? If we have 500 able bodied men in a city and three people die across three days. And we have a similar bride. If we have a city that has 1,500 able bodied men, we have nine people die three days after another. That's three people per day. That's considered a plague. If they die in one day, or across four days, that's not a plague. A city that 
has 500 able-bodied men, Kigoyen Kfar Amikai, like this city, and three people die three days after each other, meaning one person per day, Hari is a dever, that's also considered a dever. However, if three people die in one day, across four days, ends a dever, that's not a dever. Now, this was a city that had 500 able-bodied men, and three people died in one day. He established a fast. He explains, come on, who does Rav Nachman Bar Chizda hold like Kerav Meir? He holds like Rav Meir, the armor that says, What does this mean? If an ox gores, the owner has to pay for the damages. However, the amount required is dependent if the ox is a tam or a muad. A tam is an ox that's still considered somewhat docile and tame, and therefore the payment would be lower than an ox which is a muad, which already is habitual, and that would require higher payment. So the Mishnah Bavakama quotes Rabbi Huda that a muad is an ox that gored three animals in the course of three days. Rav Meir says that all the more so if they gored three animals in one day, of course it's a muad. His logic is, if goring spaced out across three days changes status to a muad, of course, if they're more concentrated, then the halacha would be the same. Same with the plague. Rav Nachman Rav Chizda maintains that if three people across three days constitutes a plague, all the more so three people in one day constitutes a plague. Now that we mention these two Amay Rhyme, we continue talking about them. You should come and live by us. That's because you live in a city that doesn't have so many important people, and we have a very chashiv city, so you should come and live with us. Amr Lehi told him, Tanino Rabbiesi, I'm Rabbiesi, who says, It's not a person's place that gives him honor, he honors the place that he's in. So if I move to your city, it's not like all of a sudden I'm going to be honored. She came with Sinai, Sinai, we find this with her Sinai. She calls Mancha Shechina Shriya, all of as long as the Shechina was on her Sinai, Amr Tayyar Tayyar says, The flocks and the cattle are now that graze opposite the mountain, but in Stalka Shechina Menu, the moment the Shechina left the mountain, Amr Tayyar Tayyar says, When the Shaifer sounds, so they're allowed to go on the mountain. And we find this with the Mishkan the Midbar. She calls Manchu Natoi as long as it was set up. Amr Tayyar Tayyar says, That all people that have leprosy and all Zavim, they have to be sent out of the Machina Shechina. But Hogla Parechas, once the Parechas rolled up, meaning the Mishkan's dismantled, Hutru Zavim, Muhammad Sarim, the Council of Shams, and Zavim Sarim are allowed to go there. So Amr Leis, Rav Nachim Bar of Chizda told him, Ihachiv, so Nekamanol, Gabi Mar, so then I should go to your city. So Amr Leis, Rav Nachim Bar Yitzchok told him, No, Motav Yavay Manam and Pras, Itzel Manam and Mana, it's better that $100, the son of $50, should come to $100, the son of $100, Baal Yavay Manam and Mana, Itzel Manam and Pras, $100, the son of $100, shouldn't go to the $100, son of $50. My father's not so chashiv because his name is Yitzchok, it's not Rav Yitzchok, and therefore I'm $100, the son of $50, but you're $100, the son of a hundred because your name is Rav Nachman bar Rav Chizda, so therefore you shouldn't come to me, it's better that I come to you. And we continue talking about plagues. There was a plague in Surah and people were dying. But there wasn't this plague in the area of Rav. Everyone thought that's because Rav has so many schosim, that's why his area was saved. So everyone saw in a dream that it actually wasn't because of Rav. Because Rav and Fishalai Schusatuva, he had so many schosim, this is actually something considered small for Rav, and this is not what Shemaim is going to do to show that Rav is very special. So it's El Mishumahu it's because of a certain person that lived in that area, the Shalmaru's Vila Kvura, he would lend out his hoe and shovel for burials. So it was Mida Kenegan Mida, he would lend out his hoe and shovel for burials, so therefore there was no burials in his area. And Bidraikart, Havadliksa, there was a fire in Dreikart, which they would say to Ravhuna Lehavadliksa, and this fire was not in the area of Ravhuna. So they thought it was in Schos of Ravhuna, he had so many Schosim, and that's why everyone was saved in his area. It's Chazilu Bechelma, they saw in a dream that Haizuchulayla Ravhuna, this is too small for Ravhuna. El Mishamahi, it's because there was a certain woman, the Mchamemes Tanura on Arab Shabbos. She would warm up her oven, and she would lend it out to her neighbors that didn't have ovens, and she lit a fire for other people, so therefore there was no fire lit in her neighborhood. And Amr Leila Rav Yehuda, they told Rav Yehuda, Asu Kamsi, there's locusts coming. Gazer Tanisa, so he established a fast. Amr Leila, they told him, but like Hamafsadan, they're not eating anything, they're not ruining anything. Amr Leila, so he asked everyone, Zavda Aisibadai, did they bring provisions with them? Did they bring food with them that they're not going to eat anything here? Eventually they're going to start eating things, so we have to.
have to start fasting. There is this deathly plague among all the pigs in the area. So he established the fast. So let's say Rabbi Huda holds meaning that if we have a certain min that's affected by a plague, so that's going to go to all other minim. Even though Yidin do not raise chazirim or eat chazirim, it will eventually go to other things they do eat, like sheep, cows, and goats, and therefore we have to fast because of it. So Gemara says, Lord, that's actually not the reason. The reason why we have to fast is because shani chaziri, chazirim are different, the damin inchi, their insides are similar to humans, and therefore this plague can actually affect humans. And Amr Leil Shmuel, they told Shmuel, there's actually a deathly plague in Chuzai. Gazer Tanisa established the fast day. Amr Leil, they told him, Hamerchak, it's so far away, why are we fasting? Amr, he said, there is no river crossing on their way here that can stop the plague from coming, and we can be affected by it. And Amr Leil, Rav Nachman, they told Rav Nachman, there's actually a deathly plague in Eretz Yisrael. Gazer Tanisa, he established a fast day in Bavel. Amr, he explained, if the matron, on the mistress, if she's struck by something, so for sure the shifcha, the maidservant, is going to be struck by it, and Eretz Yisrael is considered the matron, so of course Bavel, which is considered the maidservant, is going to be struck by it. But now the Gemara asks a question: Time to give of a shifcha. That seems to be because we're dealing with the matron and the maidservant. But ha shifcha, shifcha. If we're talking about two different shvachas, loy, so then that wouldn't apply. But the Shmuel, they told Shmuel that Ikamaisa bechuzai that there was a plague in bechuzai, and Gazer Tanisa he established a fast day, and Chuzai was very far away and was in Bavel, so that's considered like a maidservant and a maidservant. So Gemara says Shani Hasam. That case is different. Kivan deikashayrosa delivayva asibahadei. Since there's caravans that go back and forth, so they could bring the plague from that other place to here, and that's why they had to fast. And a beautiful story. Abba Omna. This person's name was Abba, and he was an Omna. He was a bloodletter. Hava Asile Shalom Masifta Rukia Kol Yoma. Every single day he got regards from the Heavenly Academy. They said Shalom Aleichem. Olabaya Komal Yom in Shabbato. Abai only got every Arab Shabbos. And Lurava Komal Yom in Kippur. Rava only got every Arab Yom Kippur. Hava Kachalsha Daita Debai Mishum Da Abba Omna. Abai had Chalishas Das because Abba Omna got regards from Heavenly Academy every single day. Amrulay they told him Loy Matzas Lemevd Koovde. You're not able to do what he does. And Umay Hava Ovde Da Abba Omna. What does Abba Omna do? The Chihava Ovid Milsa when he performed when he did his practice when he bloodlet. First of all, he would put men and women separately. The Islay Levusha, and he also had a special garment, a gown. The Isbe Karnad had this horn attached to it. This was a special horn that he used for bloodletting. The Havas Bazia, and it also had a small cut in the garment. Kiku Silta, the size of the scalpel that he used to cut the patient's body. And Kihavas Asule Itza, when a woman would come for bloodletting, Hava Malbushla, he would make her wear this garment. Kihedlonistakobos, that he wouldn't have to look at her. And furthermore, the Islay Dukhli Tznia, he had a very private place, the Shadi Bepshiti, that people could put their coins in, the Shakil that he would take for his services. The Islay, if someone had money to pay, so he would put coins in. If a person didn't have money, so he wouldn't be embarrassed because no one was able to see if you're putting coins in or not. Whenever Talmudical scholar would come to him, he would not take any payment from him. And after he would get up, after he finished the treatment, he would actually give this Talmud Chacha money and he would tell him, go make yourself healthy, go buy some food and go rest up. One day, Abai sent a pair of Torah scholars to check him out to really see if he's serious. He sat him down, he gave them food and drink, and he folded up some fine woolen garments under them so they could sleep on them at night. Listen to what happened. Let's offer in the morning, they wrapped these up, and they took them from Abba Omna, and they brought them out to the marketplace, and they found Abba Omna. They told him, can you please evaluate how much these are worth? They were trying to sell him the garments that they stole from his house. Now really, they did this to test him to see if either he would accuse them of stealing or if he would try to undercut the normal market value and try to get it back for a cheaper price. He told him, this is their value. So Amrulay, they told him, perhaps they're worth more. So Amrulay, he told them, that's how much I paid for them. So we see that he was very honest. Amrulay, they told him, these actually belong to you, and we took them from you. So Amrulay, they asked him, we beg of you, what do you suspect us of when you saw that we stole these garments from your house? Amrulay, he told them, I said to myself, that the rabbis, you actually had a case of pidyon shvum, you had to redeem captive, and you were embarrassed to ask me for the money 
So therefore, you went through this whole balagan to try to get the money without having to ask me straight out for the money. Amrulay, they told him, Now you should at least take your garments back because we were just trying to test you. Amrulay told him, From that moment, I took it out of my mind. I already decided there for tzedakah and I'm not going to take them back. Clearly, Abba Omino was a very special person. Now, we had said that Rava only got regards from the Sifted Rekiah once a year. So, Rava had Chalisha Zadas that Abai used to get regards every Arab Shabbos and he only got once a year. Amrulay, they told him, it should be sufficient for you to come Magnus Akulakracha, the Yurzchus protects the entire city, so you don't have to be worried that you only get regards once a year. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow, continue to discuss some very special people. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.